Dubs! San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co-host... Raymond Solis I, baby. Oh, man. Raymond, it is here. The third ring. Six rings. Eight years. Eight championship appearances. One in all three sports. The Warriors have brought to San Francisco, the San Francisco Bay Area, its third dynasty. First the 49ers, then the Giants at the beginning of this decade, and now the Warriors close the trifecta and bring the third dynasty home. Man, the game, I think if you weren't, a Warriors fan, if you're a Cavs fan, it was probably pretty depressing. Cavalier Chris, I, I hope he's okay wherever he is. But I, man, the the Cavs pretty much laid down and died. The, the defense of the Warriors was smothering. This was not going to be, they were not going to let this become a repeat of last year where the refs basically catapulted the Cavs into a, uh, a game five scenario and the Warriors just laid the smackdown pretty hard. And it was pretty evident about, I would say, midway through the qu- third quarter. Never, never seen a team quit like that before. Man, they just were like out. I mean, they, it, it, to me, it, it was like they always say on um, uh, TNT NBA. Like the, right before the game, they all put their hands in the middle and said, one, two, three, Cancun. And they're like, let's just get out of here, man. Let's just get <laughs> yeah, exactly. out of here. It, it, it was glorious. I fully admit, I I choked up. I got teary eyed. I was. It was one of the greatest moments to be a San Francisco Bay Area sports fan. It is just monumentous what this what this decade has been for us. I remember last last decade seeing the success of Boston and being like uber jealous and like like also just like God, their fans were so obnoxious. I'm sure everybody hates us too. I don't care. But their fans are so obnoxious. And I was like, God, these teams are obnoxious. And the Pats are always caught, we're always caught cheating. And so you can never really fully root for them. And who the hell likes the Celtics out of, outside of Boston? You know, and I don't really care for the Bruins. And I definitely don't care about the Red Sox. And it just, it, I, but I remember thinking, why can't we have that? Why can't San Francisco have that? And, the Warriors have delivered that to us, and it is just, it's an incredible time, man. It's so dope. This was, the experience was incredible. I just couldn't believe here we are, another championship, another one, another championship. It's incredible. This is six championships. We have been in the, we have been, well, not exactly, but we have been, it feel, we, feels like, even though it hasn't actually happened this way, it numbers-wise it has, but we basically have been in the championship almost every year this decade, and I never just thought something like this would happen. I, did I want it to happen? Yes. Did I think, why, why not us? Did I ask that a million times? I do. How many of you out there, you guys know, Goldcast Nation, how many of us out there just thought, why not us? 
Why can't San Francisco have nice things? You know what? Is is this dynasty only ever going to be the 49ers? And the Giants really stepped up, and then the Warriors closed the door, and now all of our sports teams have a dynasty. All of them do. We have experienced, if you've lived as long as Raymond and I have, which has been 100 years, if you've lived 100 years combined, then you've experienced a dynasty with us. Combined. Combined. A combined 100 years. A combined 150 years Raymond and I have lived. And so if you've lived as long as us, you have now lived through three dynasties. And Ray, let's hope for 300 more. I want to hand it off to you. Uh, how are your feelings on this momentous occasion? The Warriors delivering a dynasty, delivering the sixth championship this decade to San Francisco, to the Bay Area, the Bay Era. Yay, area. Here we go. What do you think? Uh, it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted the I wanted the Warriors to fin- fulfill the sweep for the first time against the Cavs, which is something they haven't done. And I was pretty confident in their ability to do that because the Cavs don't just they, they weren't the same team. And LeBron is is good, but he's not good enough to win a single went to single-handedly win a game. Although he got close in game one. Game one is definitely when he got the closest. And I think that was more or less because the Warriors were, weren't necessarily playing the usual sound defense that they played. So it was a lack of efficiency on their end, which allowed LeBron James to kind of really have his way in game one and, of course, led to the 51 points that we all saw. However, that uh, ended up you know, not happening. And this game ended up, even though the game was a little anticlimactic because the Cavs just laid down and died. I've never seen a team quit before the way this team quit. I was surprised. Even LeBron quit with four minutes to had enough. I'm not even going to stay for the end of this. I'm just going to go to the locker room, work on my broken hand and, and call it a call it a season. And then they brought in the backups <laughs> and then that was it. That was it. So it was. I was stoked to see them win again, to see them win the dynasty. Of course, we'll always have the uh, the little thorn in our side that wishes they could have fulfilled the 73-win season and put themselves just one notch above the Chicago Bulls team. But, you know, that just goes to prove it how hard it is to do that, even when you have, when you seemingly have all the momentum, all the chips stacked in your deck. Anything can happen if you, if you don't take, if you, take it for granted so but nonetheless them winning this year still fulfills the goal of becoming a basketball dynasty you can't become a dynasty unless you win at least three titles typically you know the best of the best win three in a row the lakers being the last team that did that and then the chicago bulls before that so i was hoping we would fulfill that we might have a chance next year although going for a fifth time that seems like a tall order to be honest. And, and apparently this was like the most mentally challenging season for the Warriors. And I'm just not sure if they'll be able to retool and be mentally capable enough to do it, or if they're just run out of steam in the playoffs. Um, I'm thinking perhaps the latter, but you never know. Anything can happen. I thought that they might get knocked out by the Rockets just because they weren't playing up to their potential. Iguodala seemed to be a, a huge missing component that allowed the Rockets to get back into the series two games in a row but they ended up finding a way to to beat him out and 
took advantage of the death quarter in the third against the Rockets. So I could totally be wrong. But nonetheless, I think it's pretty awesome to be a Bay Area sports fan. Even if if you're not a fan of the other two sports, it's still awesome to be a, a fan because now we have another dynasty under our belt. We had the Niners in the 80s and early 90s, and then we kind of had a dry spell until the late 2000s when the Giants took it over and got us three chips in five years. And now the Warriors have kept that going the almost year after year. So 2014 is the last time we won it. The Warriors went the very next year. So we've kept the dynasty rolling uh, since 2010, starting with the Giants. So 2010, 2008, eight straight years, two dynasties back-to-back in different sports. Pretty awesome. So I think the next on the docket, of course, is the Niners to see if they can kind of rise to the top and see how well that they can um, win at that at that top level. So that's obviously a gold cast for you know a couple months down the road as that as the football season starts. But for now, I think all the glory is rightfully deserved uh, uh, for Golden State. So that is my challenge, Jimmy G. I know with bated breath you wait every week to hear. What is the gold cast going to say about me, Jimmy Jesus Garoppolo? What does the gold cast think of the direction of Kyle Shanahan, our faithful leader, and these San Francisco 49ers? What does the gold cast think about the Golden State Warriors? What does the gold cast think about the San Francisco Giants? What does the gold cast think about all this, all these chips, all these dynasties? I know Jimmy Jesus Garoppolo, he literally thinks about this every week, and every week he just cannot wait till we're up here. And it's okay, Jimmy. We're here. And we're providing a challenge for you. Here's the challenge, Jimmy Jesus Garoppolo. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is to deliver one more chip this decade. Your job, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to fix the wrong of 2012, the game we shall never speak of again, yet somehow we always end up doing it. This is your mission, my friend. If you choose to accept it, you have to finish it off. The quest for six. You have to bring us the sixth. He has a tall order, but he's got some amazing... Uh, for some reason, he just seems like he is locked in, and everybody on that team from the top down is just... Everyone's locked in on the same page. So I feel like that's where a lot of the hype is coming from for the Niners right now. It's just the way everybody's so perfectly aligned. So it's amazing. So, But anyways, we, we need to... We need to um, digress from that and uh, keep our focus on on the teams that are playing. So the the, the Golden State has fulfilled the destiny. The Giants are, are in the race. You know, are are nicely in the race, and and that's that's a great thing. We'll just have to see if they'll be able to keep it up. Yeah, we're gonna get to the Giants in a second. I think the Warriors have earned a little bit more talk. You know what I love the most about Steph Curry? This is the thing I love about Steph Curry. Michael Jordan was they they thought he was going to be the best from the moment he got in. He was the future king. Uh LeBron James, the future quote unquote king. Kobe Bryant, a champ. I mean these guys were from the moment they came in. And here comes little baby Steph Curry with that little baby face and his little his little long range shot. Everyone thought he had too too much dependence on. He the thing that is the reason I think Steph Curry is the embodiment of the American dream is because Steph Curry willed himself 
to this level. He created the success around him. He invented this player. He didn't change for the game. He made the game change for him. And the thing I love about Curry, Curry is one of those people that if you're out there and you're thinking, man, I wonder if I can achieve something. Curry is that living proof. This man willed himself two-time back-to-back MVP, first unanimous MVP of all time, back-to-back champs, been to four straight, the greatest shooter of all time, of all time. And he willed himself here through hard work, Lots of failure, lots of patience. He went through a lot. He's, he has overcome physical adversity, mental adversity, outside extrinsic ver- adversity. He has overcome it all to will himself to be one of the greatest players on the planet. And if you think that you can't do anything, you just look at Steph Curry. Steph Curry is living proof that we can become anything we want to achieve. And that's the thing I love about Steph Curry. That's what I feel he brings the Bay Area fan. That is not something, you look at the Jerry Rices of the world, the Joe Montanas of the world, these guys were like gods. And Curry, Curry Curry's just a mere mortal. And he elevated himself the other one the other one that comes to mind because Deion Sanders isn't like this either Deion Sanders was the best in college I would say Steve Young Steve Young and Steph Curry are two guys that willed themselves to the top of the pinnacle and and I think that they these guys they don't they're not just they're they're like the blue collar working men of the San Francisco sports dynasty, the history, the lineage. These are the guys, they weren't the best. They weren't slated to be the best and they just willed themselves. I mean, Young had a little bit of clout on him coming out of college, you know, but Curry, certainly not. And these guys willed themselves through through hard work, through learning, through adversity, through failure. Curry has brought himself, elevated his game Forced the game to change to him. He didn't change the game. He made the game change to him. How many players can say that? Clay Thompson, the his humility, his 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 he's one of the best two-way players in the game. Draymond Green. Draymond Green is like the Richard Sherman of San Francisco. And now we have Richard Sherman, which is even weirder. But he's just one of those guys that if he's not on your team, you absolutely hate. But if he's on your team, you absolutely love. And that is Draymond. Then adding Kevin Durant, bringing him the biggest signing we've had since Deion Sanders back in 1994 to secure our fifth Super Bowl and finally best the Dallas Cowboys. Here is the second player. And and unlike Deion, who was a one and done, KD has been here for two straight, two championships, two MVPs. I'm not going to get in whether or not he deserves it or what. That was that was for Steph Curry to decide. Uh, uh, Steve Kerr to decide. Steph Curry doesn't care. No one cares. So I know everyone in the media is going to make a big deal about it. You know, it's whatever. He won. He was solid as a rock. You could, I think, you could argue both ways. Doesn't matter either way. It's in, it's in the San Francisco Bay. It's at the Golden State Warriors. This whole like, I think LeBron should get it was a bunch of crap. I was like, oh, give me a break. No, you don't give it to the guy on the losing team. He's not the most valuable player. No, sorry. You maybe most valuable loser or no, he's not a loser. I don't want to say that word. That's a harsh word. Most I don't know what you give him. I don't know. You give me that, but like giving him the MVP is like giving a, it's like a tenth place participation award. I'm completely against it. You give it to the winners. This is America, all right. 
and uh, it 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 just yeah, I don't understand that thinking either. Ridiculous, right? It's not just about stats. It's about it's, it's about most valuable player within the context of the contest, not just most valuable to their regardless win or lose. Like if you lost, clearly you weren't the most valuable player because it, it didn't didn't come down to you. Exactly. So I think, uh, and to be honest, this year you could have given the MVP to Cur- to Curry or Kevin Durant. I think they should have been co-MVPs in my opinion. But if we had to pick one, um, if it was me voting, I would have gone with Curry. I felt like he was more consistent. Aside from the huge blunder in game three. So Curry's, Curry's down game was obviously not as bad. That pretty much cost him the, the, the MVP. I, I think it did. If he'd have had a good game, I think it would have been a seal the deal. And obviously what Kevin Durant did, he single-handedly carried the team because Clay and Steph were completely out of it. Jamon was not is not a scorer. So what KD did in Game 3 was nothing short of miraculous. It was an, an amazing performance. And I think sometimes all you need is just that one crazy game to win uh, a Finals MVP. And I think that's what... That's what Kevin Durant did. He did get a triple double in Game Four, but his first two games were not the same. We're not even on par with Curry. Curry carried the team in Game One, and he destroyed the Cavs in in Game Two, and then was of course a shell of himself in Game Three, but then bounced back and led all scores in Game Four. So um, I would have liked to see Clay get a little bit more uh, stats on the board, but. He was clearly playing hurt, and he just was off balance. Everything he was putting up was off balance. He just clearly wasn't himself. But uh, he toughed it out anyways and played, which was a great thing to see because uh, his presence on the floor is still, you know, it's still a liability. So, if, in other words, if you're the team, regardless if he's 75% clay or 85% clay, you still have to account for him on a defensive end in your transitions because he's on the floor. So I think that was still an important component for him to fulfill not only schemat strategically to keep the Cavs on their toes, but also just to show the world, like, hey, I'm tough. Uh, just because I'm the I'm the quiet one on the team doesn't mean that I, I, I don't have the same fortitude as my teammates, which clearly he does. So that was great to see, too. It was, man. The thing I love about this team, this is something my wife kept saying over and over and over again, which I thought was pretty awesome. She said the thing she loves the most about the Warriors is that they play like a team. This isn't just about one guy and one guy's legacy. <coughs> LeBron, yes. <laughs> uh, this is about a team, and this is about a team's journey, and it's about a team's legacy. It's about a about. Yeah, it's about. It's just about this, the journey of this team, and it, and them, and what what they're trying to do, and that's what I love. I love. I love that this is a team. I love this. There is no egos. I again. I this isn't about one man's legacy. And his comparison to Michael Jordan, which I could give a flying shit about. It isn't about that at all. It's about a team. It's about a team winning. It's about a building a team legacy. Not one player's legacy. Not, not how one player's going to end up in the history books. It's all about, it's always about LeBron. It's always about LeBron. It's never about LeBron's teams. It's about LeBron. And about LeBron's history and LeBron's legacy. And that's all he really cares about. And that's fine. That's completely fair. It's his life. It's his prerogative. He can do what he wants. But that's not how the Golden State Warriors win. And that's not what they do. And that's why he's lost three out of four times. And I wish we'd have got that four too, but it doesn't hurt nearly as bad as 2012 because we got three other, excuse me, we got three other ones to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, and I mean, the point is we've got it. We've got the three chips, so we've got the dynasty. And 
that's to me, that's all that counts. You know, I don't really have a, a whole lot of regrets because now it's solidified within sports lore. Now it's a part of sports lore. And it's not like the Heat that went to four straight finals and can only win two out of four. The Golden State Warriors went to four, won three out of four, and beat LeBron three straight three times in order to accomplish that. So it's great. Uh, he loses six and he becomes... Uh, he's an equal loser to Jordan's winning. So his losses equate Jordan's chips uh, fulfilled. So the, 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 the debate's over now. If there was ever uh, a debate, uh, I, to me, I never saw really saw one. But if there ever was a Jordan-LeBron date, it just ended by the hands of the Warriors. 100%. 100%. I think that argument is ridiculous. First of all, I, I I don't even think you can compare the eras. Is LeBron the best player in this time? Yes. Is the greatest ever? No, he's just not. And I think every, the, uh, the this entire argument about him being the best is perpetuated by anybody under the age of 30 who's never saw LeBron, who never saw Michael Jordan play. And I'm sorry, there is just no comparison. There isn't. Jordan is the greatest. He had a mystique. He had a magic about him. He wasn't nearly as insecure. He had a killer instinct. It's just they're completely different people. They're completely different players. I don't give a shit about stats. At the end of the day, I care about the rings. And and that's what we all care about. And Jordan is the greatest of all time. Bill Russell existed in an era that was so radically different. It's never going to compare. It's never going to compare. Jordan is the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. And the it's it's just not a thing this whole this whole thing is super silly and i don't care to be honest i don't really care where lebron lines up in history all i care about is the golden state warriors and what they've accomplished i really don't care about anything that that he's done i don't care what lebron's done i'm not from cleveland i don't have to care and i definitely don't care it's great i'm proud of you that's in, that's incredible achievement i don't have to care just like i don't think lebron james gives a flying Shit. Sorry, I'm like getting all rowdy, so I'm cursing a lot more than normal. I don't think he gives a crap about what the Golden State Warriors have done, right? Does anyone in Cleveland care about the Warriors? No. No. Why should they? And I don't care. That doesn't offend me. Fine. Yeah, I don't care what LeBron's done. I don't care that the Cavs have won one. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care if they go 50 more years without winning one. I literally don't care. I, I like to say this all the time. M- your city's inability to win a championship is not my city's problem. Okay, so that's how I feel about it. Your city's inability to win a championship is not my city's problem. I only care about one city, San Francisco. Golden State encompasses the whole Bay Area, so it's San Francisco Bay Area. That's all I care about right there. That's it. All I care about is my teams, and that's my God-given right as a fan. Ray, that's your God-given right as a fan. Or, the, or their inability to, to draw tourism. <laughs> or their inability to draw tourism. Or have a healthy, thriving real estate industry. Yeah, not my problem. None of my business. No. No, not at all. Raymond, do you know off the top of your head where the Giants are in the in the uh, standings right now? Yeah, they're in second place. They're two and a half back from the Diamondbacks. And they're tied for second place with the Dodgers. So I'll tell you a story. Yesterday, my barber, I have the best barber in LA. He's an amazing barber, about to open his own shop. He's incredible. Great barber. I got through like, I went through like 10 barbers to find this guy. His name is Trevor. And Trevor is a psychopathic Dodgers fan. 
He's like me about the 49ers. Like when I'm walking around, I'm telling people all these stories about the history of the Niners and, and you know, literally weaving into everything I do. People are like, oh my God, do you ever go a day without talking to the Niners? I'm like, no, I actually, I have a podcast based on this. Are you kidding me? He is like the same way about the Dodgers. Now for his birthday, for his birthday, he had a barbecue at his home and then we all went to a Dodger game. Now, this is the first time in my life, and hopefully the last time in my life, I ever go to a Dodgers game where the Giants aren't playing them. Because I refuse to go to a Dodger game where the Giants aren't there. That's just that weird. just sounds like an incredibly, it's super weird. Incredibly big waste of my time. So I went. They were playing the Atlanta Braves. Now the Atlanta Braves are right behind the Washington Nationals trying to get to first place. And coincidentally, the 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 Giants obviously are trying to get past the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. So I was telling some of the people there. I was telling one guy who was like a Braves fan who happened to be at this event too. I said, you know, if the Giants win, because uh, we'd lost yesterday. So I was like, if we win, if the Dodgers lose today, then it doesn't, and the, then and your Braves win then the Braves get that much closer to taking first place. And if the Dodgers lose, they keep pace with the Giants. And if the Giants win tomorrow, that'll give them the opportunity, give the Giants the opportunity to get ahead of the game. So obviously this is what I'm rooting for. I said, and since you're a Braves fan, we both have pretty big horses in this race. And he's like, absolutely, we both do, for sure. Like He's like, yeah, you're right. I want to get past the Nats. You want to get past the Dodgers. We need the Braves to win today and the Dodgers to lose. Yes. And I said, well, you know, here's the thing, though. I said, I've been, I don't know. I haven't been to many games. Like, I literally have maybe been to like four or five Giants Dodger games in the entire time I've been here. Like, I never go for obvious reasons. And I was like, hmm, hmm. You know, I told him, I said, there's one problem. I said, what? Every time I've been here, the Giants have lost. I've never seen the Dodgers lose in the stadium. Now, Raymond, I don't know if you know this, but... I first started going to Giants games consistently in 2008. I went to 10 straight Giants games from 2008 to the very beginning of nine. I mean, at the end of nine. And I saw in the 10 games I had attended, the Giants had lost all of them. Every single Ugh. game that I, the first 10 games I'd Feels ever like attended, I saw them lose. Yeah, in fact, we were ahead by like three. I'll remember. I'll never forget this. Linsa comes on the mound, and we're ahead by three. It's. I'm like, oh my god, it's the tenth game. I'm gonna see them win. This is the tenth game I was at. Brian Wilson closes the game, gives up three runs. It's like three or four runs to lose the say to lose the game, and. The Giants lose. That was the 10th game I saw. They were up by three in the ninth inning with Brian Wilson on the mound. And he gave up the game. Horrible. I was like, dude, the 10th was the worst, I think. So I was like, oh, my God. It was like I was starting to think I am truly cursed. I am truly bad luck for this team. And I begin to feel like I'm like, my my good luck for the douchebag Dodgers. And then I realized, well, they're playing the Braves. And then I realized... This is an incredible opportunity to pull a reverse jinx on the Dodgers. So I go to my buddy who's having his birthday, Trevor the Barber, and I tell Trevor the Barber, I go, Trevor, 
you know, you guys might have a chance tonight. He goes, why? We, they were already down by like two runs. I said, well, I've never been here and had the Dodgers lose. I might be kind of like, good luck for your team. And the only reason I said that is because I was reverse jinxing it because I knew that if I said that and if I said it in that way, it would reverse jinx it and it would the Dodgers would lose. And that is the power of sports superstitions. You're welcome, America. Thank you very much. That is how it's done. I voodoo dolled the Dodgers. You're welcome. That's how you do it. You sports jinx them. You sports jinx them. And they lost last night, thus allowing us to stay on pace with them. And we won today. Uh, the Dodgers are playing today. I get, I'm assuming the Dodgers won. I didn't see anything. I don't. I, they must have won because our records are the same. Yeah, both, we both won one. Yeah, so. Anyways, that is my Dodgers story. It was weird to be there. And I was like, oh, God, this sucks. I was like, man, this team sucks. These colors suck. Oh, you'll love this. Trevor hates the orange and black, right? And he goes, he goes, your Halloween colors, your stupid Halloween colors. God, you guys are wearing them in the summer. Listen, unless it's the last two weeks of October, nobody should be wearing orange and black. And I said, well, Trevor, the last two weeks of October is when the Giants shine the most. And he looked at me and he said, oh, you son of a bitch. I was like, I'm just saying, I mean, October's kind of our month. You know, it's kind of what we do. So I think the colors make a lot of sense. I think it's very symbolic. You know, I know you guys don't know a lot about that here right now. Oh, oh, Rudy, you son of a bitch. You're like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, just saying, just saying, just, just, I'm not saying anything. Or ever since 1989 or 1990. Was it 1990 or 91? The A's went to three straight. No they lost to the Reds and the Dodgers, but they beat the Giants. Yeah, so it was 88. It is 88. 88's the last time. Eight, Dodgers, eight, Dodgers lost in the ones 88 because they won in 89 against San Francisco. But congratulations. Let's hope they keep it going. Um, yeah, Raymond, we're about to wrap up. I wanted, We do want to let everyone know that... Um, we will be taking a break in July, so I'm going to give you guys the heads up now. We're going through the rest of June, but July is the slowest sports month of the year. And last year, we went through July, and we just kind of felt like we were not really talking about anything, kind of phoning it in, and we don't want to really deliver episodes like that. We want to deliver episodes like this where you can hear the passion and the drive and the fandom that we have, and you guys can share in it, and you guys can have your fandom mixed with ours. That's really what we want to have. We're not really interested in having these episodes that, you know, we're just kind of just doing it to do it. But during July, we're really doing this. And we know we kept it up for six months. We will be testing and figuring out the video so that when the new 49er season starts, as requested by the Goldcast Nation, we will be, there will be video. There'll be a lot, that won't be a live stream, but it will be a video. There'll be, you'll see our faces, our beautiful, beautiful American, Latino, Nicaraguan, San Francisco faces. We're going to deliver them to you. Do your best to, you know, not drool too much when you watch us on the screen, you know, because we're, we're, I'm going to be humble and I'm going to say we're just extraordinarily beautiful people. And that's just, just me being humble. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to over inflate it, but I think extraordinarily beautiful is probably extremely, extremely accurate. What would you say, Ray? 
If I was going to be modest about it, that's it. That's how I would put it. <laughs> Raymond, why don't you let them know where they can find us? Because we didn't do that in the beginning. <laughs> you can like us on Facebook.com slash The Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Goldcast underscore. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Goldcast. And you can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker of The Goldcast. So like, subscribe, comment. Um, we will always do our best to try to respond to you, either myself or Rudy will respond to you. So just keep in mind, we do, we bo- we do both read it, but we, we kind of take turns. Uh, it's kind of whoever gets to it first will respond to it. So, But uh, but we have been working on the video stuff the whole time. Uh, everything you've heard, I know we originally talked about getting this, on, getting this going in February, but it uh, proved a lot more challenging than we had originally anticipated. You know, we're not Twitch streamers. We're not uh, on there doing all that kind of live editing and stuff that that those all those guys those players do so um and we both work anywhere from six to seven days mostly seven days a week so it's pretty hard for us to kind of sit down and set aside you know a couple hours to just kind of go through a bunch of tutorials and open up our own systems at the same time you know it's kind of like i get home from work i eat i settle in and then i immediately get onto the gold cast it's often the same for rudy so that's why it's taken so long it's just because it's been really really find the time to, to kind of nail down the uh, the settings and all of the the software that we need and also the hardware too because you know we're going to be working with green screens and all kinds of stuff we want to make it high quality so we have the best cameras that all of the today's streamers and youtubers use so it's not like we're we're just we're, we're doing this with with little ambition we have a lot of we both have green screens we both have top of the line cameras you know, um, so a lot of things have to be working properly for that to, to function the way we do and to record it properly so you guys actually have a good show to go along with all the great audio that you've been supporting over the last few years. So just bear with us. We're going to try to take care of that uh, next month when we take a break from the show. We're going to use in the time that we would normally be doing recording to actually kind of get online together and kind of iron out um, all of the kinks that are needed to uh, to, to give you a, a new brand, a new brand of the, the gold cast. So just hang in there. Yeah, absolutely, Raymond. That was extremely well said, and I couldn't agree more. Well done. Really, really well done. Um, and he's right. You know, the, the, YouTube, the YouTube fan base is pretty rabid, and especially during football season. Oh, my goodness, man. Your guys' comments, it's, it's incredible. We love it. It's really, really consistent. And so we really want to deliver a great product. And this year, it's our goal, especially in the month of July during that break. It is our goal to give that because iTunes is super strong and episodes are super strong. But we obviously want the subscription base of YouTube to to be on par with iTunes and be way up there in the thousands like it is for iTunes. So we're going to deliver. We're excited. Uh Raymond, before we leave, why don't you let them know where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at RaySolis and on Instagram at RaySolis1. You can find me on Instagram at RudySolis3 and on Twitter at RudySolis3RD, RudySolis3rd. Before we go, once again, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors on winning their third championship and locking up their dynasty and congratulations to all of us all of you 
the San Francisco Bears sports fans, the diehards, the people that have sat for years and years and watched all of these teams. You know, one person I thought a lot about, Ray, kind of getting, you know, we're wrapping up. I'm going to be real fast here. But I thought about our grandfather, Rudy Solis I, and how much I wish he was alive to have seen the championships of this decade. Unfortunately, he passed in 2008, but he... He would have loved to have seen this. He would have loved to have seen yeah, he would have. all of these championships. And even though he he would have, even though he wasn't the biggest basketball fan, I feel like this Warriors era would have brought him all the way into the NBA and he would have loved it. He would absolutely love it. Yeah, totally. It would have been great. It's a shame that he's not here to enjoy it, but that's all right. We will carry the torch, carry the torch for him. He's enjoying it in spirit for sure. Absolutely. And, and that's for everybody. For all you know, for all of us that uh, you know whose whose family legacies have been watching these teams for as long as our families have, we're carrying the torches for those who couldn't be here. And what a magnificent time to be alive! And what an amazing time to be a San Francisco sports fan! And we're really happy that we get to share this with you guys because this podcast is really about us expressing what we talk about with all of our fellow San Francisco Bay sports fans. So hop online, come talk to us, share your stories about the Warriors. Uh, go Giants, go. When we come back, the All-Star break will be over, and hopefully this race will have tightened up even further. Hopefully the Giants will be in first or in a battle for first because that's exciting too. Anyways, so concludes another. Well, they're right there in it. It's a pretty tight race for all the teams in the standing sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but uh it's a tight race it's not like the uh like the al west uh, over there with the a's where the a's are a few games over 500 but they're dealing with the mariners who are running away with it at 41 and 24 same with the astros uh, for the current champs but giants dodgers tied rockies three and a half back you know the the giants just need to clean up the road woes but they've been eight and ten the last 10 games so i'm excited for that dodgers seven three the last 10 games so they're picking it up the pace too and diamondbacks of course are seven and three so it's a tight race it's it's anyone's it's anyone's uh game but my money's on the giants my money's on the giants too man uh that's that this is going to be some exciting baseball this year i got a good feeling so concludes another edition of the gold cast three time dynasty gold cast nation three dynasty gold cast fans these are our these are our chips as well congratulations and we'll see you next time. Same gold cast time, same gold cast channel. This is, is the gold cast.